Hello everyone, welcome back to Mind Your Business. I am Princess. I'm John Michelle. And today we have a lovely, lovely, special, special guest with us that I haven't like spoken to in a minute. We have <laughs> my friend from my old university, Harmony, on with us. Hi everyone. Um Hi Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean like let's let's just like get right into it. Um so Harmony, you have pretty much the entire time I've known you, you have been on your like activist flow. And like I have no clue how you've been doing it, babes. Like <laughs> I like tell me so tell me how you got into activism, especially at a place like the University of Vermont, that fucking hellhole. Dear God. Not literally. Um well, I guess ever since I was like like a kid, I've I've always been like really inspired by um, the Black Panther Party and the Civil Rights Movement. Um, I also I just like remember telling my mom in second grade that I wanted to be an activist, but you know my mom being a Nigerian parent, she was just like you know activists don't make any money. Nothing, <laughs> and why why are you concerning yourself with the politics of a country that isn't your own? Exactly. Well, actually, my mom always instilled in us that we were American. So she was always trying to instill like some American pride inside of us. Like, you know, this is your country, you belong here, like stuff like that. So, um, and my mom, my mom is a bit of an activist right. herself growing up as well. But um, I always had like that passion for change since then. Um, but coming to UVM and like actually meeting you princess, like you, as soon as I met you, you kind of like just told me all like the crazy shit that was happening on campus. And like you told me like the history and then I looked into it more and it actually like, really inspired me to like make a change. So I'd say like you're definitely one of my influences coming to UVM. For Yo, are sure. you serious, bro? Like I was so in the sunken place, like my first year at UVM. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely forgot. <laughs> no, like anytime I think about UVM, all I think about is like how I was so deep in the sunken place, like my first year that like once I like figured out that I was, I had to leave. I was like packing yeah. a bag and I was like, bye like <laughs> oh no oh damn wow that really like means a lot hearing that from you that's really sweet thank you so like what has, that's pretty cool what have you i guess like recently been up to like on your because i mean i have you on on like instagram and facebook and stuff so i always know what you're up to but like so like yeah what have you been up to recently or like in the last couple of weeks in the in the lovely state of Vermont. Um, yeah, so recently I've just been focusing on um, my business, Harmony's Kitchen. I just like secured a grant for, for it. Ooh, and, um, congrats, yeah. secure your bag, Thank you. babes. Yeah, so um, that's been nice. And um, just like, you know, working on expanding my menu, um, coming up with new things. I feel like I've kind of found like a new like love and hobby with it, like within cooking. So, um, I'm excited to like explore it more for sure. That's awesome. Um, so obviously our listeners don't know this, but this is like a New York City reunion because Harmony and I pretty much both lived in the Bronx. And John Michelle, you're from Queens, but like, oh, I don't know. I don't really consider Queens like. That is, that is mad like slander. That. You're <laughs> no, but seriously though, like, no, but Harmony, am I right? You just, you just this Nas, you just mob deep. 
Okay, I really need you to stop acknowledging Nas. Like, he <laughs> didn't Kells come out of the woodwork and say that he abused her? Why are you, like, repping this man? I'm not, not going to defend Nas. I'm not going to say Nas is a good guy. It's just he's the most, I think he has, like, the most clout from out of people who've come from Queens. Don't Tribe Called Quest come from Queens? Do they? I thought they came from Brooklyn. I was, I'm, was not aware of that, actually. I don't remember. It's either Brooklyn or Queens, one of them. You see, I would I would literally rather we talk about a tribe called Quest than ever talk about Nas. He's done this before, by the way, Harmony. Like he has brought up Nas before on this damn show. And I'm like, Nas is a whole abusive wife beater. Listen, uh, like I lose my Queen's license if I don't rep Nas like once twice a year. I'm I'm not even gonna like get into this with you. Okay. So something I really wanna ask you, Harmony, is because so one of your posts that you posted, like it was like a couple of months ago, and I w really thought that it would be important to talk about it on this segment is like you talked about how the future of activism is going to be like, it's going to be queer black women. And I really right. just want to like, I want you to like touch on that. Cause like, I, I completely agree, completely agree. Yeah, I think, um, well, when we look at liberation movements um, just spanning American history, um black queer women have always been the unsung his like heroes of like these movements um but because you know um patriarchy and um just like you know the fact that the world hates women um we like people like to what's the idolize male figures even though these male figures aren't really doing anything um, I start to say this a lot because um, <laughs> since they're not doing nothing. just think like they wouldn't be able to do the things that they're doing without these unsung queer black women that are like putting in all the work or whatever. And so when we look at, for instance, the Battery Park movement um, that happened right here in Burlington this past summer that I was a part of, I saw it firsthand. I saw it like me being a queer black woman, seeing all the other queer black women or even BIPOC women as well like we were the ones putting in all the work but who got the clout the men of the movement or whatever until like we finally start to reclaim that and start to say like no like we should be on the forefront because we're the ones putting in the work and so when i Yo, say that didn't the future, you drag didn't you drag like seven days for that i think i saw you like yeah. on a mm, yeah yeah seven what days happened? um seven days is like a newspaper in burlington and they're just they just wrote very multiple, very like problematic um, articles about the movement and about the black activists, particularly the black femme activists. One day misgendered us like multiple times. Um, and they just kind of made the whole thing like kind of like satire. And I'm like, you know, people's lives, like, like black lives are being like taken from us. I don't think this is something to joke about. And um, she actually right. kind of painted the, the movement more so as led by white people than just black men. So that was very, Welcome to um, Burlington. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's because, like, you know, obviously if there's a protest in Burlington, the majority of the people there are going to be white people. But that doesn't mean that the movement's being led by white people. Um, right. You know, like, we're in an all-white state. Like. <laughs> yeah. And what's so crazy to me is I wonder how many, like, of the white people in Vermont understand why there's so many white people in Vermont. Like, Vermont right. is the whitest state in the United States. And I grew up in Vermont as well. And mm -hmm. like, the reason why Vermont is so white is because they actively practiced eugenics. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. 
And also there were charters that literally said that black people couldn't like couldn't own land there for and there was charters like that up until like when was it? Like the forties or fifties? And it's like obviously like, you know, during the when the, the Great Migration happened in what, like the forties, fifties, like mm-hmm. black people definitely would have come up to Vermont. They like, you know, they like to paint this picture like, oh, Vermont's cold. So why are there so many black people in Canada then? Like <laughs> Well, yeah, because right. that's what people would do is like they would flee they would flee the South, go to Vermont, but they couldn't stay there because of the laws. And then they would go from Vermont to Canada. And it's like also like the incest in fucking like Vermont is actually really fucking real. Like, like a lot of people are related in that state. Like, I'm not, you, y'all are laughing. Like, I'm not joking. I believe it because they didn't allow anyone here. They hate outsiders. Freaking weirdos. And- but. So in this reminds me of that SNL sketch about the KKK moving to Vermont. Right. Yep. 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 That was hilarious. <laughs> they don't need to so, move there. So They're funny. already there. <laughs> they are. They were just so accurate. <laughs> like they're already there. Um. So. So it's not even a joke then. <laughs> no, it's not. It's very real. Um. Speaking of activism and women, so a film that like. I guess pretty much we've all watched it, but I really want to get like your opinion on it. Um, Harmony is one night in Miami. You you had some interesting things to say to me personally, <laughs> and I, I just want to like share it with us. Yeah, I um, was seeing all the hype about it. Like you know, like I saw like you know Malcolm X was going to be in it, in, in it, Muhammad Ali, like a bunch Sam Cooke, um, another person I'm blanking on his name that I really like, um, Jim Brown. Oh, yeah, the football player. Yeah, Jim Brown is sketchy yeah, as fuck. Brown. He has arrest records off the fucking wazoo. I, mm, mm. Really? Anyway, continue. Problematic. Moving well, on. Well, I don't like him as, like, a person, but just, like, you know, like, he's a black football player. It was, like, a cool figure in history, whatever. Yeah. But, like, when I actually, like, you know, started watching the movie, it was just very boring, and I literally could not sit through it, so I literally turned it off. I was upset because I kept seeing, like, everyone say, like, you know, so nice and it was like so great and whatever. But I'm like, why is it so boring then and slow? Um, so maybe I didn't give it like a you know much of a chance. But wait, what part did you get up to? I do remember it was probably like way early in the in the movie. But some of the last bits I remember is when the football player guy um, when he was like visiting some random white guy and then he was like, yeah, we don't allow. Oh, you know, we don't allow niggers in the house. I was like, what? I was like, y'all just had the most endearing conversation. Like that was like a slap to the face. But that is is so normal though. You said what? That's so normal. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. To be honest, I didn't even like, obviously like if you like think about it, it makes sense that that was happening. But just like on the, I was just like really shocked that um, on a social level um, that he would just like act like that. I like you know when you think of racist white people, you can imagine like you know anything can happen with them. But like just still, I was just like really shocked. I was like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> so honestly, I wanted to turn it off in that moment too because it was very like disarming. Like mm-hmm. I didn't expect it, but I think that that was what regina king was going for i'm not gonna lie to you i did find aspects of it kind of like lagging and a bit slow Mm -hmm. but i definitely will say that i feel like i just watched it because i'm like you know on the show we have this motto we root for everyone black yeah 
And <laughs> because of that, I was like, you know what? I'm watching this for Regina. This is for you, Regina. I am. It was good, but it's also like it's also it's also a testament to the fact that like we are constantly always making like cishet men and like able-bodied people the faces of our movement and when we do wait when when we do make women the face of our movement it's usually like light-skinned women and that is the one thing about activism that i find very frustrating is especially if you are like a darker skinned person and you're a darker skinned like femme presenting person there's always like this push to have to tailor your message so that people will listen to you. And exactly. you know, like when Obama said that whole thing about how like, like being anti-police is like, is going to detract like the, from the, from the message. I was like, really nigga? Like, come Literally. on. Literally. <laughs> I wanted to I mean, fight. We know, what side he's on. we know what side he's on though. I know we've always known that like Obama was a moderate, but like my thing is it's like there is time and a place, all right? Like I feel like when you want to like say certain things as a black person to other black people, don't let the whites hear you, like because it just fucking undermines all of us. Also, like Malcolm X, I love Malcolm X, but like he's always on his light skin shit, and he the only reason why he gets away with calling like white people like devils and shit is because he's light skin and a fucking man. Right. Yeah. I'm glad the movie like had a scene interrogating that. Though. I mean, just it was a small scene though, but I liked how she put that in. Oh, that the light skins are always on their like emotional yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I think out of out of us three, I think I might have liked the movie the most, just because I like. I I really like these movies that are that are kind of like plays. This movie's based on a play, so so the slowness didn't really bother me that much. Even though, like, it does take a lot of work to, to keep people interested in a in a play the same way, like the same way to get them interested in a movie, I guess. So I can understand why it would lag. Um, but I also like 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 these uh, kind of these folktale stories where we take like famous figures and just make them distill them into ideas just to have like a moral debate. Um, yeah, I was just coming coming for my reasons. I was just stating my reasons why I really appreciate the movie. And I think Regina did a good job. But I also, I also feel like you're a man, John Michelle, because you know yeah, what also, I would have loved? A, a fucking one night in Miami with Coretta, fucking Betty Shabazz, and like maybe Nina Simone. Like that I would kill to see, you know? Someone should write it. I think, we'd all, I think we'd all kill to see that. Yeah, you should write it, Princess. I am currently actually writing. I'm I'm almost done with like the first round of edits uh, of a play that I'm working on. Um, Harmony, you don't know this, but I'm telling you now. Um, <laughs> I'm writing a play about three black women, uh, two of them, well, one of them is a trans woman, two of them are, one of them is a sex worker, and then the other one is, like, a reporter, and uh-huh. through a series of unfortunate events, they, like, get together and, like, kill some cops. Ooh, Yeah. It's that's awesome. Like I can't I can't wait to be done with the first round of edits so I can start like sending it out to people and getting people like to read it and like give me like their edits as well. But yeah, that I'm not gonna lie, at this point that's all I fucking wanna see on TV. Like and it not on some like yeah. Queen and Slim shit. Did you see Queen and Slim? Yeah. Literally I just want so for instance, 
I'm also kind of working on a comic book that's centralized around sex workers as well, um, which is like really cool. I just want the thing about these things is like you know, um, who's it? Lena that did that movie, or and there was like another you director. Know yeah, like my thing Lina is like Mexicus. for the director. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah. Um, my thing is like I feel like as a black like artists like you should always question like you know who are you writing for like are you writing for black people or are you writing for white people and um i mean you know all the great artists that we follow or have followed throughout i mean black artists that we follow throughout history have all interrogated that question for themselves um links and hughes like um what is it the negro artist on a racial mountain talks about this a lot and i just feel like that movie was written for white people but it was seen to have been written for us mm. and at the ending when they actually did get, did get killed that's when i knew immediately that the movie wasn't for us and it was just like okay also taking the timing into consideration it it right. seemed to me i was like what the fuck is your agenda like what is it like we know this already we like we see it on the tv all the time right like I can go on for hours about that movie. Like, that movie pissed me off. But, yeah, that was the one thing I, like, I could not fucking stand about, like, Queen and Slim. And this also brings up another really, like, big question that I have, especially after watching One Night in Miami. One of the major themes that was talked about a lot was, like, the individual versus the collective, Mm. Um, so Malcolm X essentially criticizes Sam Cooke because Sam Cooke is out here just, like, making all of these fucking, like, hits that, like, um, Sam Cooke wrote a song, wait, or is it someone who Sam Cooke, someone who worked for Sam Cooke wrote a song for the Rolling Stones, and Sam Cooke is like, yo, like, all these black people are talking about getting a piece of the pie, he's like, fuck the pie, I want the fucking recipe, because he's like, he wants white people working for him. Like, that, to an extent, is sort of, like, his his triumph over, like, racism. And Malcolm X is kind of just like, bruh, like, that, solved the pro- that might solve the problem for you, but it doesn't solve the problem for us. Yeah. And that is, like, something that I think even, like, you must struggle with. Because I personally struggle with it, like, as an artist, as... That is definitely something I struggle with a lot. And it's why I haven't really joined an organization, like, professionally. Like, I haven't joined, like, Black Lives Matter Greater Burlington or, like, something like that. Because I do value um, being an individual activist and being held responsible for my own um, actions and my own words. Um, However, I do know that sometimes I, I just find myself in um movements where i am a part of like a collective movement like the battery park protest um even though like i reiter- i reiterated thousands of times that you know i'm my own individual i'm my own in- like individual activist like we're just like a collective of activists that came together you know people still painted us as black lives matter or like black lives matter greater burlington and it's like um so both ways, I still had to like watch my own ass, and I try to do that as much as much as possible. Um, but it's definitely difficult, and I, I hate that. Yeah, I just I just hate I hate respectability like politics, as you said. I just feel like it's so fake, and it's just not who I am. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like if I want to drag you for filth, I should be able to drag you for filth without you thinking that like this is how every single black person behaves or feels. Does that make sense? <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, yeah. though. But if there is something that, like, also does bother me, too, is especially when I am dragging someone for filth or I'm speaking my mind, because I have a potty mouth. Do you ever not, like, do you, don't you ever sometimes fucking hate it when people try to, like, explain your anger? Yeah. It makes me so mad. It just, it because it's, like, I don't know. Do you not feel undermined in those moments? White people tend to do that a lot, and I, <sighs> I, I actually shared a post recently on a page that I follow called Vermont Racism. And basically, like, what tends to happen a lot with white people, and I noticed this mostly happens on Facebook and not in person, but, like, you know, on social media platforms, is that a black or a brown person would, like, you know, comment something and they're, like, enraged and, like, you know, they explain exactly how they're feeling. And then a white comrade, and I put that in quotations, would come <laughs> and basically re-explain everything that they just said. And then this white person would, be, you know, get a ton of likes on their on their comment, or like, you know, the person that the enraged comment was addressed to in the first place will then thank the white person for like, you know, explaining it. And I'm just like, that is the most like annoying thing to do. So the post basically said like white allies, like stop doing this. Like it's not needed. What like stop, like, you know, like that's not how you show up for people. Yeah. yeah. And also I feel like it says a lot about white entitlement that you want me to right. tailor my message to you, regardless of the fact that like, I am fucking angry at the systems that we live in. Why do I have to put in like the labor, emotional and otherwise, to make you feel good? I want exactly. you to be uncomfortable. Cause I'm uncomfortable. Exactly. Like... Straight facts. Um but like I don't I'm like I don't fucking know, man. Um also, okay. So <laughs> We, okay, so John Michelle and I have gone back and forth about this on a previous episode, and I just want, I want your opinion on this. So I have mixed feelings about Van Jones. And when I say I have mixed feelings, I've kind of always, ooh, girl, you gonna hate me for this. I've kind of like, I've never not liked him. Cause mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't know that he was messy. And then I found out he was trying to do something with, I don't know if you've heard about this, but like he was trying to do something with Meghan McCain. Make a movie? He was. Yeah, yeah, they had like they co-produced this documentary about like unity in the age of of, of Biden, like repairing the fractures of the Republican and Democrat Party, some kind of movie like that. It's ridiculous. Is he like another Talcum X, but he's actually black? You, is that is, is that it? Is that <laughs> is he like another but, Sean King? But Daniel's never pretended to be an activist though. Yeah, he just no. He did put on the the front though that he was like progressive and he was really for like you know Black Lives Matter and like Black people. Like he's made like what I let me think. My mom watches CNN a lot and like whenever I would see him on there, I'd always see me in agreement with him. I was always just like, yeah, he's speaking truth or whatever. But then recently, I started to see him like say kind of like coon shit about like pertaining to Trump. And that's when I started to distance myself a bit. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna be following you as heavy because you're on your coon shit right now. Woo! And right. she said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I lost trust. Well, I didn't really know Van Jones, but yeah, I thought I had the same thoughts as you that like, well, he speaks the truth on CNN. He's like the guy, the black right. person they have on there to say what's, what's right. Cause he'd be but out then, I saw, then I saw those pictures of him at the Trump White House shaking all those dirty hands and yeah, I started getting skeptical of him. 
Mm-hmm. But like, yo, I've never not seen him cry. And I love a man that can like shed tears. He's always crying though. <laughs> but like, okay, you know what? Let me- He's always crying. <laughs> and then I love that mashup where they literally show, like I was like this, like he literally takes these opportunities and he's like making up these tears. Like, So is he, is he the Mike Boehner? Is he the black Mike Boehner? Or yeah, or is he the? Oh oh oh! Wait wait wait! I know him. Yeah, with the yeah, bad tan, that white nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, is he the black? So is Van Jones the the white? I mean the black Mike Boehner. I say maybe not as much as him. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, on the on the topic of coonery. All right, look look yo. I okay. I've trolled TikTok now for like hours on end because like unemployment be like. And I have to say, <laughs> coons are getting paid, bruh. The left oh, sure. does not pay you shit. And like, I see why Candace Owens. I oh, look, I do not like Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. But can't I? Can you can't knock her hustle? You no, cannot I, knock her I, hustle. I think about that all the time, and I'm I'm like, you literally planned out your life for this, and like you you're doing it. Like you know, she, she is has making. Her, she has her little white husband. Bro. She has her money, probably has a book deal. She does like, have you know? a book deal. She's fucking pre like her fucking like book was in like pre pre-sales and was like selling like crazy. And then with the whole insurrection, she was out here making mad money. Bruh, bruh. Oh, I haven't been on her page since the insurrection. What has she been saying? So she she was saying that like it was Antifa. And I love mm. how she was like, it's Antifa. My, my book is coming out real soon. You can you can get it right here. I explained all of this shit. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm like, sis. I'm tempted, but I'm not even going to do that to myself. I'm like, get I'm your not gonna back. To that. Yo, like, you fucking have. I mean, I don't really think that she believes a lot of the shit that she's saying, but she's definitely after her bag. However, Christian Walker, that little light-skinned boy, you know he has a white mom. You could just tell he has a white mom. Do you know who that is? Christian Walker. Christian Walker. So Christian Walker, he's like one of those, he's a coon. And so he literally, he's literally advocating that, um, he's advocating for a white history month. Oh my God. Like that is how much of a coon he is. He actually believes the shit he says, I think. But he's there probably be getting paid too. Month. There should be a white history month, and then like every other month is not white history. Honestly, right. I fucks with that though. And to be honest, if that's what we have to do, so that these people like can possibly like, you know, white people they always like to feel oppressed. If y'all want to be the oppressed ones, we can switch spots like honestly, real quick. Let's do it. Let let's fucking do it. I'm because it seems like they keep wanting what we got. Right. I'm ready to co-opt, make America great again. <laughs> Literally. Like. Like, I literally did my research. Okay, so, like, a year ago, there was a girl on Twitter who she just pretended to be a MAGA, like, supporter. And I then, saw that, yeah. And then she was like, my parents kicked me out. Here's my cash app and Venmo. These niggas paid off her student loans, bruh. Yeah, what I can't the- believe that. Yo. Yeah, they, you know, Christian, I used to be a Christian, so I used to be a part of these circles, kind of. And my sister, um, they went to school down south at Liberty University, so which is basically Trump school. Um, right. Super conservative, super like in that like you know large Christian influencer type schools. Um, literally, these people have money. They have so much money. They have so much money and because of Jesus. They just feel like they should give their money too. So it's like. Uh, I understand. <laughs> John Michelle, I'm not even playing with you. There will be a day I come on this show 
and I renounce my leftist card. I'm sorry. Like, like I, I mean this, but also me pretending to be a coon will be a testament to how well I can act because like, I'm gonna need an Oscar once I like, you know, all of my, all of my debt is paid off. I got a nice house and shit. Then I'm gonna come out being like, (laughs) now that, now that my bills are paid. (laughs) You think Candace always might come out? Niggas is gonna hate her by then, though. Everyone hates her. I mean, but it doesn't matter, though. Her bag is extra, extra secured. I'm like, this is why I can't knock her. Like, I want to. I you really- know, I would think that she's pretending, and I would hope that she is, but, like, the way she does her hair lets me know that she's not. She's not <laughs> but, but also, when you think about it, though, that's part of the gag. The perm that hair. Is true. They're not gonna let her show up with, like, an afro and box braids. They only not. only oh the light God. skins can do that. Only the light skins. I've I've come to realize that like when it comes to like conservative black women or women who like play games, black women who play games for like the right, I notice that if you are light skinned, they will let you get away with doing certain like quote unquote black stuff to your hair. But if you are yeah. dark skin, you can't bring that afro out, bitch. You better perm that shit. The Literally. fuck? You better get a silk press. What the fuck? They not letting you show up to their fucking rallies with your afro. Hail to the naw. No. But I'm telling you, man. Candace, I, 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 I shit you not. Candace finna come out in like, I give her maybe five, five to ten years. And I promise. She's not. Well, I know what her but, path is going to be. She's going to run for president. She will not. She's, why, she why? is go- Princess. She might, she might run for Owens. Senate. Candace Owens is going to run for president. I'm telling you that Do not now. play games with me. Dude, I would even <laughs> bet that Candace Owens would try to go toe-to-toe with Camilla. She'll be the reigning black for the South and conservatives, and Camilla will be the reigning champ okay, for the Okay, then she it's playing too much. To whoa, whoa, whoa. That is no longer a game. Like, you doing too much, sis. Like, look. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> I, that would be too much. I mean, there, it, there is, there is one thing. Someone needs to, someone needs to put me in charge of writing the script for America because that's what I would do, bro. Like, <laughs> if, it is one thing. It is one thing to get your bag by fooling all these white dumbasses, but it's a whole nother thing to like be like, nah, let's write some policy. What the fuck? <laughs> ah, no. I tell you now, she's gonna run for president. She's I, I, everyone's probably feeding that into her, her ear. She's gonna run for state her, level at very least. Like Senate? Yeah. Like governor, maybe. Of what state? Who the fuck is gonna let this bitch be governor? <laughs> yeah. What does she even do? Like, is she like a lawyer? I don't know what she I does. think she got, I think she has a degree in political science. Yo, political, yo political science is like one of the best ways to indoctrinate black people into being like right wing. Like, poli sci yeah. really teaches you to be a whole fed, an op. Like, because, okay, the reason why is because I have op-like tendencies. I'm a fed. Like, I will snitch. Like, okay, so you know how, like, obviously there are people who are going on vacation? If there was a place where I could report y'all niggas to get some money, I really would. That is how much of a fed I am deep inside. Well, because, so a lot of people who join the CIA, like, the, so I don't remember where I read this in, but, like, this, like, a good chunk of people who, like, who joined the CIA, like, they studied poli-sci. They really teach you how to be a fucking op. It is, it is an indoctrination program. It really is. Like, it's, yeah, it's surveillance. That's, like, definitely, yeah. I've noticed white people have that indoctrinated in them a lot. Like, they feel like it's their duty to, um. It, to destabilize other countries. 
they literally feel like it's their duty. Like they really feel like it's like they're doing something. And it's like, dude, right? Like, leave oh. people alone. If the left does not start like actually respecting black voices and black women, especially, I might like perm my hair and become a right wing nut job. Just for a minute, like I said, I just want to get my bills paid. Just like, you know, maybe like, I'll give it five years. Make my first, five years, <laughs> five years make my first mill, and then that's it. <laughs> you gotta delete all your social media and just start anew. Right? It has to have like some health side effects though. But like, there just has to be, there has to be nigga, some sort It doesn't of matter because at the end of the day, if I have this money, if my bag is secured, I could just pay for a nice ass therapist and an endless supply of Vicodin prescriptions. <laughs> I've clearly thought about this a lot as you can see yeah <laughs> no but like Harmony let's be honest though like anytime you ever like look at any left wing organizations do you not like like are, aren't you a little bit just like what the fuck are y'all paying like that's that's what I want to talk about and they don't yeah. pay they don't pay that's the thing too like I've definitely been someone that like you know if you want me to perform a poem somewhere if you want me to speak somewhere you have to pay up like especially when it comes to these white organizations and it's like i've turned down like shit all the time when like a white organization comes up to me and they're trying to get me to do all this free labor and i'm like no i'm not doing that the fuck uh -uh. so you mean to tell me i'm supposed to like make y'all look good by showing my black face up here give y'all a poem, deal with y'all bullshit microaggressions, yeah, half-assed apologies, and still not get paid? No fucking thank you. Like, did you ever exactly. try to sign up for even, like, the Bernie Sanders internship? Even that shit doesn't pay that much money. Yeah, I don't like, I don't fuck with Bernie Sanders like ooh, that. So. Ooh, okay, please, drop the tea. I'm here for it, because <laughs> I really don't fuck with him either. Tell us. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a blog. It's called Bernie Sanders Ain't Shit, and I basically just, like, detail, like, all like the racist and microaggressive shit like he's done and said. And it's like, you know, I fuck with Bernie Sanders to a certain degree. Like I think out of, you know, out of him and Biden, I would have wanted Bernie Sanders, but out of him and Warren, I was definitely on the Warren train. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Ooh, white women are. I don't, yeah, that, that's why I was shaky too. But when it came to someone that was like literally talking about black issues and specifically black woman issues, she was like the only one. Yeah. Like she, she literally had the black woman um, mortality rate on her platform. She said like, we need to like, you know, she had plans on what to do to fix this, but no one else had, even came close to that. And Bernie Sanders is someone that's like, I feel like he's like, like the true definition of like Vermont racism, like that indirect racism, like, you know, I don't see color or like we're all in this together and shit like that. And it's like, no, like, you know, I feel like he's just more concerned with um, capitalism and um, poor people issues, which in a, in a degree is black people issues as well. But like, you it know, doesn't you gotta fix focus the... on black issues. Yeah. And the thing too about Bernie <clears throat> that I just like, I've become really sort of like susp about is I don't like the fact that his claim to fame to an extent is that he like was a part of the civil rights movement. Like he was marching. I'm like, nigga, so were a lot of right. white people. <laughs> is that really a claim to fame or is that just like his I have a black friend defense thing? I feel like that is exactly it. That is exactly what that is. It's it that is his that is his I have a black friend defense. Just said in exactly. a different way. 
I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure he's, like, used that when confronted by Black Lives Matter protesters about, like, you know, his lack of focusing on Black issues. I'm pretty sure he's probably said, like, that. Like, you know, I've been fighting for this for how long? But like, I, think, you know? I think also that's one of the biggest issues with, like, l- like white leftists, especially, like, white male leftists, is they think that by getting rid of, like, the systems of capitalism magically the systems of like racism will just like disappear and i'm literally just like exactly that's exactly it and that's exactly what bernie sanders does y'all ain't shit you see that's literally a status like i literally want to put that up and i wonder if that would stir it like stir some pots like I've gotten, um, I've gotten kicked like, out of, like, hey, leftist, I've gotten kicked, fell today. I've, ca- I've gotten kicked out of, like, leftist groups because I've called out, like, their misogynoir. For example, don't get me wrong, I do not really like Kamala Harris at all. I really don't. Yeah, I don't but her. But at the end of the day, I'm also not gonna, like, deal with, like, a bunch of white people dragging, dragging her, saying that she, like, slept her way to the top. Because supposedly oh, no. she, like, fucked her boss. I wouldn't stand for that either. It's like, like, fuck suck- Camilla Harris, but fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, and I say this, I say this to, like, white leftists all the time. I will take a problematic black woman. I'm sorry. Fuck black men. Y'all, y'all can go. I'm sorry, John Michelle. I love you, but <laughs> bye. Um, I will take I'm a- taken. <laughs> I will take a problematic black woman any day before I deal with a, like, before I deal with, like, a like a white male leftist, a thousand percent, always, always on forever. I don't know. So I guess my last question to you, Harmony, is where do you see U.S. politics going when it comes to like activism? Like, do you think more activists will end up getting elected into into office? For example, like Cory Bush. Word. Um, for me personally, I would never go into politics. I just, that's, yeah, I don't no. <laughs> I don't think that's the way to um fix what's happening. Um I think trying to work within the system is not what's going to happen. I think the future of activism though, and I see it within movements is um you know, obviously collective liberation, but um movements that honor and center black femme queer voices. If movements are centralizing the most vulnerable vulnerable groups, as I've been seeing within the past few years, like that's the move, like what people are doing. That's when we're like that's why we're seeing like lasting movements. Like, what happened? Our protests are like you know you're seeing more of like a a consecutive or consistent movement. Like our protests lasted over a month of every day people would show up to the same spot every day to protest and protest and protest i i mean for a few years before that you couldn't you wouldn't really find that in these past recent years true like that that the way the civil rights like you know i hate i hated this when the black lives matter movement first started people were automatically comparing it to the civil rights movement they were saying like the civil rights movement they were like consistent they were like like you know they kept on and on and it's like you know the black lives matter movement just started and I'm seeing now that there's a growing, like, you know, consistency, uh, like, across everything. And, like, yeah. you know, in Portland, they were protesting for over 100 days and stuff like that. But I'm just seeing, like, at these groups, like, you know, like, there's, like, there's just so much happening. There's, like, mutual aid. There's people caring for houseless folks. There's, like, just so many, like, vulnerable groups 
are being centralized. And I just feel like that's the future of activism, like literally creating our own spaces, creating our own um, places for folks to be taken care of and loved and um, thrive, basically. And I feel like that's by us creating those spaces um, across the country, that's the way that we're going to get revolution and eventually hopefully, you know, like, you know, America falls one day and then <laughs> this could actually be the future. Sis said yeah. America, she hopes America falls. <laughs> it has to happen. If, has to happen. if we want liberation in this country, there has to be no more country. That's it. No borders. I mean, I am, I'm, I'm in full, I'm in full agreement until I become a whole op. I'm in full agreement. <laughs> Wait, thank you so much for joining us. Harmony. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I was just gonna say thanks for coming on. This was a great, a great guest appearance, especially for our first guest appearance. I, I think we knocked this out of the park. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Also, we would love to also have you like again. So if you ever want to come back on once you catch up, because sure. we do, because we do Wandavision reviews every week. I would mm-hmm. definitely love it if you came on to like kiki with us about WandaVision because you will be as frustrated as I am. But thank you so much, Harmony. I hope that you have a good week. Awesome. Thank you. That was awesome. I'm so, she, oh God, I, I like, I love, I love, love them. They are like just so, oh, so yeah. amazing. So amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really hope that all of you enjoyed our first speaker and in our very long line of like our speaker series for this month um and please be sure to like follow and like our posts on instagram wait well we are mind your business underscore podcast my bad um but yeah be sure to like check out our next um our next speaker during our speaker series this month will be manuela simo who is the owner and founder of uh, touch radiance beauty we're gonna be talking skincare i'm really excited for that because i i literally have a mask on like i've been letting my face like get exfoliated and rejuvenated while we were doing this i thought you were just doing the like the uh, white face thing from atlanta <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched atlanta i need to i need to watch atlanta All right. yeah but Bye. so be sure to like Check us out also next week because, like, we're going to keep this guest series thing going and we hope that you enjoy it and, um... Have a good Black History Month. Yeah. Nigga, say something. Mind your business, people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's not my catchphrase anymore, is it? I mean, you were supposed to come up with a new one, but you never did, so I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yo, I love your (laughs) brother. You can hear that. I just wanna lie on my bed, listen to this bed.